You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Everyday Attraction with Feel Good Sisters Ray and Heather. Get ready to expand your life, your knowing, and your alignment with your source. When we feel good, we give the universe an opportunity with our point of attraction to receive even more good. We celebrate who you really are and who you're becoming. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of Everyday Attraction. This is your Feel Good Sister, Ray. And this is Heather. We're so glad that you're here with us on our podcast, radio show, shout out, audio porch thing. (laughs) (laughs) We're here rocking it out every week, talking about the law of attraction, but maybe in a way that you've never heard before. We are the Feel Good Sisters, and we truly believe that the key to manifesting all that you're wanting is to what? Feel good first. Mm -hmm. And that's what we love to talk about every week. So what's feeling good first these days for you, Heather? Check me in. Oh my goodness, so much happening. I am so excited. I've had a lot of contrast and a lot of manifestation. And so it's interesting because I used to get freaked out when I would go into that, like not feeling good place for a moment or two. And now I'm like, hmm, what can I learn about what I don't want? And what is it that I am wanting? And my daughter decided she wanted um, a car on her 16th birthday. And so she said, I want a Subaru Forester. And I said, how do you know about that car? Because one of my friends has one. And right at that time when she was telling me the story, I looked down and there's a text message from my friend. who's also a big Abe fan and fan of our show. Shout out to Austin, Texas. She was texting me saying, hey, I was thinking Maya should have my car. And it was right when Maya was saying, I want a Subaru Forester. And so we manifested her car it just got delivered from Austin, Texas, California, and I have the cutest picture of her. She just turned 16, and so I'm super excited for her. So it's like, way to go, girlfriend. Shout out to our beautiful 16-year-old. Oh, I just adore her, and I love this, this sort of crazy synchronicity. That isn't crazy, right? It's not. It's exactly how it's supposed to be, but I just love when it happens that way because you can just go, oh let it happen. Just let it roll. Let the synchronicities happen. And so specific, right? Wasn't just like, and she wanted a blue Subaru Forester and she got a blue Subaru Forester. That's crazy. Good. It's crazy. Good. I love it that, you know, our kids are more times than not in the vortex. And if we could just let them be and let them roll, you know, my, my little one is turning eight this week. So we both have kids turning new ages this week. I love that our kids are so close in not age, but in dates. Yay, mm-hmm. yay, September's. Um, and we've been having so much fun, of course, and, and the wanting, the wanting. And, and it's really good for me to know what I know. 
uh, with the Abrahams and I'm able to say, you know what, you can have that, but not everything's going to come through me. And it's going to be really fun to see how this comes to you from other resources. And of course, he looks at me like, yeah, but you're usually the one who buys me stuff. (laughs) So it's fun to kind of go, well, wait and see and let's watch and let's see what happens because everything is always working out for you. Uh And it's just, you know, knowing what we know, it does make, um, parenting. I mean, it makes it much more clear as to what's to do, but you know, that is actually our theme today is Abraham and parenting advice and learning how to parent. I I just got to say at the top of the show here, this is the most radical parenting stuff you'll ever hear when you compare it to the broader world. You know, of course, Abraham, it's flip side living again, people. Here we are. They do the opposite of what we know in our sort of broader culture, our mass consciousness. Um, They're so leading edge. And uh, and basically, they say, leave them alone. (laughs) Yeah. Which is tough. And it's interesting, right? Like, most of us would be sent to child support services for leaving our kids alone. (laughs) Exactly. We could be jailed for this information. Please, please, dear listeners, do not share this information with your neighbors. I beg of you. Um, Let them come to it on their own. But really, basically, what the Abrahams are saying is, listen, your kids are connected to to source energy. They have an inner being that is very much involved in all the stuff that's going on with them. And you didn't have to teach them about gravity. They kind of learned it. They learned when they threw the ball that it didn't fall up. (laughs) (laughs) And so because you didn't have to teach them about gravity, you can trust that they'll also learn all the other stuff. But what they do talk about, and we're going to play this really great track tonight um, that came from Denver, Colorado just recently, is is this idea that just make sure that you don't talk to them unless you're feeling good. And I think that that is such salient advice, that make sure you're in the vortex, that you're feeling good before you talk to them, make rules, decide what has to happen, and even interact with them. And I think that's probably the one thing about their advice that I really take to heart. It's just not good to try to um, to manage a situation if you're out of the vortex and trying to fix something. Well, I think it's easier said than done, though, to say don't talk to your kids in pleasure in the vortex, because there are certainly times where I talk to my kids when I'm not in the vortex. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if that's if that's like easy to do all the time, but we can we can work towards that, right? Because I don't. <laughs> I always think of that part. But I'm a human being. I get mad when someone you know you know you know you know <laughs> exactly. But it is true that when we speak to them from that high flying disc, they're much more open to listening. I can tell that for sure. And it definitely is the goal. I mean, I absolutely agree with you. It's pretty much impossible to reach it 100% of the time, nor is that really, you know, what we're expected to do. But to know that if we really want something to go well, or if we're, if it's something that we want to, um, to really kind of bring in our spiritual entourage, just wait till we're in the feel good place to sit down and, and talk about a situation or, or respond to a situation and, and really be okay with saying, you know what, I can't talk about this right now. 
I mean, obviously depending on their age, um, I need to go and step away. And, you know, a lot of this modeling too, about saying, you know, I'm really out of sorts right now. It's not a good time for me to discuss this is, is another way that we can show it's so important to be connected before we try to, you know, make any decisions. So we are, we are in our express new format still. So I'm, I'm watching the time Yay. here and I'm going to cut to the chase here. We're going to play it's about four minutes of this track from a recent Denver, Colorado workshop where they talk about parental advice. And again, as we always say, we give you a little morsel to chew on from Abraham, but we really encourage you to go to their website at abraham-hicks.com get the Denver 2016 workshop. It's an amazing set of, um, of discs, but also any of their stuff you just cannot miss. And of course, if you can go to one of their workshops in person, you will never regret it. It's so incredible. But here we are. Let's listen to a little bit of what they have to say about parental advice, and then we'll go to a break. Here we go. smart kids and sometimes they're both somewhat introverted but they're brilliant and I, I don't always know if I'm getting through if I'm being a nuisance if I'm in the way well, did you hear us earlier say that you haven't taught them about gravity yet <laughs> <laughs> are all their things falling up no. they having a hard time keeping things down because you haven't had that discussion with them because they or his life filling their vortex full of wonderful things and are they thriving? Yes. Yes. So hold them as your object of attention if it makes you feel good and give them the break of never thinking about them when you're feeling bad. If you as a parent or a mentor will never, ever, ever try to solve a problem for one of your children, they will be so much better off for it. If you will train yourself to never focus upon anything that's going wrong in their experience, then you will not be an amplifier of what's going wrong in their experience. And you will be like a satellite beamed in version of their inner being who, as it pertains to them, is always in that high fine place. So all they have to do is think about you and they're right there. You cannot solve a problem. You cannot solve a problem. Problems cannot be solved. Problems can ask for solutions and solutions can summon but problems cannot be solved. Problems can either get bigger or solutions can get bigger. But you cannot give your attention because this is a universe that's based upon attraction. There's no exclusion. There's only inclusion. So which feels better? To expect your kids to figure this out or to think that if you don't teach it to them, they're not going to know it. Better to figure it out. Which feels better? To trust that they have an inner being who's beaming to them all the time and that frequently they get in sync with it. Do you know how often kids get in sync, they get in the receptive mode and they get a great idea and because their parents are not in the receptive mode, their parents put down the great idea that they just received in the receptive mode. You can't do that. That's not smart. How are you going to make any money at that? Give birth to your children and set them free. And let law of attraction show them who they are and let their inner being call them into alignment. 
and you stand there as their inner being stands, trusting that that will happen. And in time, you'll be like their inner being. They will learn from their exposure to you that they're just not going to get you to worry with them because your faith in their well-being is so dominant that you just can't see around it. You're just like their inner being, only you're a fleshed-out version of it. So they say, I'm worried, and you say, no need. And they say, I don't know what to do, and you say, you'll figure it out. And they say, I'm not having fun, and you say, I am. <laughs> and they'll say, I need more money. And you'll say, it's coming. And they'll say, I'm having a hard time. And you'll say, that's really better for you than you know. Not because you need to suffer, but because every time you know what you don't want, you know more clearly what you do want. And that's all part of us becoming who we are. Just speak generally and lovingly to them and bask in their thriving, which is always dominant. Yeah. Enough for you? Enough. We've enjoyed this. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, I love these teachers. Just love them. Hey, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to just dive into that piece line by line and really fluff it out. So all you parents out there and all you aunties and uncles and all those who are caring for these gorgeous young ones that are on this planet will just feel so good about how you can be there for them. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to the Feel Good Sisters here on Everyday Attraction. Stay tuned. Have you ever considered that everything you think, say, and do is a prayer to the universe? What would your life be like if you activated the power of yes? Join Reverend Beverly Molander and her exciting guests on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how they activated the power of yes in their lives, their communities, or even the world. If they can do it, you can too. Listen to Beverly Molander and her guests live every Monday at noon central. 1 p.m. Eastern on Affirmative Prayer, activating the power of yes. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You've been listening to Everyday Attraction with Feel Good Sisters Ray and Heather. To learn more about Ray and Heather, check out their website at everydayattraction.com or email us at everydayattraction at unityonlineradio.org. Your comments and participation are sincerely welcomed. Welcome back from the break. This is your feel-good sister, Ray. And this is Heather. And we're talking about parenting, but we're talking about radical parenting people. We're talking about Abrahamic parenting. Are we not going to get it? Amen. <laughs> yes. Very. Like I was just thinking about if I walked into my daughter's PTA and said, here's what we're going to do, parents. They'd all look at me like I was crazy. Like you were insane. <laughs> 
insane in the membrane. But, you know, it's kind of interesting, though, because that whole we've got you sense that support has our backs and support, I mean, support, source, source has got our backs and source is the support. And, um, they don't, they don't, um, micromanage us or they don't insert themselves in us. So if we represent source to our kids, then why would we insert ourselves in their lives? You know, but I, I I get challenged by this. I'll tell you, I just really get challenged by this because, you know, never focusing on what's going wrong with them is really challenging because as a parent, you want to get in there and, you know, right the wrong. It's just, and when they get into places that, you know, you feel like they're not um, mature enough to handle, you want to go in there and manage it. I mean, I get all this. It's really challenging. I mean, I understand the philosophy that Abraham's talking about, but I also just want to be real about the practicality of how often imperfect we can do this kind of parenting. But it is good to have an idealized version, right? I think it's something to, for me, I think it's something to um, look forward to, I guess, and aspire towards because I don't think it's something that I could just do. It's not, it's not the way we're kind of um, micromanaged by social media or society. You know, there there's so many helicopter parents and so many parents pretty much answering any question you ask any kid, the parent would talk for them. So it's definitely radical. <laughs> it is, but I, I do love the the principles of it. So let's kind of break it down morsel by morsel, as we just heard in that track. Um, you know, never focus on what's going wrong, because remember, we talk about all the time, it's an inclusive universe. There's no such thing as exclusion. So a no is a yes. No is a yes. Um, so when we focus on the problem, you know, they said very clearly there, you either are going to make the problem bigger or you can focus on a solution and make the solution bigger. So we want to be a version of their inner being. And we know that our inner being doesn't worry about us. It doesn't, oh God, don't go there or don't, you know, get into that place or don't hang out with those people. They don't, they know, they know that we will find our way and, you know, it's just really beautiful to be in that place of trust, or at least practice that place of trust that they will figure it out, you know, um, and we have to trust that their life will show them who they are and that their contrast, just like for ourselves, as we talk about on the show every week is helping us. There's no problem that isn't significantly clarifying what is wanted. I don't know. I'm just, (laughs) I'm just still like a little bit on that. um, Let's like, I almost feel like we need to marinate with this because I've sat in the hot seat. I've asked questions about my kids. They've said to me, I went, my daughter was, who's now 10 when she was two. I said, my daughter wants to eat ice cream for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. What should I do? <laughs> and they said, let her eat the ice cream. I know they're so and radical. <laughs> I know. And I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. But it's eight years later. And literally, she still wants to eat ice cream all the freaking time. And I'm thinking, I wonder what would have happened if I would have let her eat the ice cream when she was two. She probably would have OD'd on ice cream. And then she probably wouldn't care about ice cream as much anymore. So it makes me it makes me wonder. I'd love to hear from our audience on this one, because I think this is one of the most controversial topics that we've talked about yet. 
I, I agree with you. And I, you know, I've had some real heart to heart conversation with other Abrahamers who just can't go there with me on this and they can't hear what Abraham is saying because they feel um, that there is their responsibility and their obligation to get deeply involved in their kids' problems and to help them work it out. And that's what they're here for. And I get that. I totally understand that. But what I think is so important too is that kids are more in alignment naturally um, more often as you get older, it gets a little bit more challenging. So we, we know that they sync up more often than maybe even we do. So we need to trust that, you know, they get in sync, but I have seen this happen where kids get in sync, they get a great idea. And then our logical, intellectual, experienced minds talk them out of their crazy idea or talk them out of what they vision and how they're visioning it. And, that to me is really something that I think we can all do is to not talk mm-hmm. them out of their desires. And, you know, not only not talk them out of the des- their desires, but like enhance that conversation. Like, Oh, tell me more about that. And what color would it be? And what shape would it be? And what does it feel like? And like, ask them, you know, inspire more of their desires because a lot of times they want to tell us stuff. And a lot of times it'll be like, Oh, are you listening to me, mom? I think you're doing something else, you know? (laughs) Yes. So being really present and inspired with their amazing source created ideas. And really to um, talk about and normalize their relationship with their inner being and have that language that we also mirror in ourselves, that our inner being is constantly showing us the way and contrast is showing us the way and that the law of attraction is showing us where we're, where, where we're vibrating, what we're broadcasting. You know, it really is being able to maybe be more transparent with our kids about our own process and how we absorb these beautiful, elegant laws of the universe and vibrations of the universe. And, you know, one thing that I really want to bring home is that, you know, worrying about them is just about the worst thing you can do. <laughs> and and I really want to slow that down because I think, you know, as we've heard vibrationally, worry is rehearsing something vibrationally that you don't want to experience. But I do yeah. think <clears throat> I've often heard, you know, the most sort of debilitating thing you can say to someone, even though it's said in love, is I worry about you. Because what you're saying to them is I don't trust that you have an inner being that's talking to you. And it kind of also is if they're suggestible, they're thinking like, oh, should I worry about me? Because I was doing great until you said you're worried about me. Now I'm wondering if I should start worrying about me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or other things. Exactly. And I loved in that that piece we just heard where they said, try to be the flesh version of their inner being. And I'm like, what a goal, right? To be the flesh, you know, the body, um, physical experience of their inner being. And so what would that be? That would be, you know, focusing on the fun, focusing on what they are doing that works. Um, when they complain, I need more money. I, this isn't, you know, really to trust their contrast, you know, um, that that bad time is actually better for them than they know. Um, and, and also stay in that general place to not join them in the, in the sort of seeming emotions of what's going on and, and really basking in the truth of who they are. I, to me that I I feel like that's a goal I really want to embody, you know? Absolutely. And just being that unconditional love and that support, like their biggest fan 
no matter what. And I think so many of our kids worry about disappointing their parents or worrying about doing it wrong or getting it wrong. And it's interesting working with CEOs and executives that have created tremendous success in their businesses and their financial life. And a lot of times they'll have experiences like, oh, you know, thinking about their past when they were six, when they were seven, you know, not wanting to disappoint their dad, not wanting to screw it up, not wanting to get in trouble if they didn't get 95% on their test or whatever. And so how much fear has been created in our minds based on specifically our parents? Because as kids, who do we want to please are our parents, right? So yeah, powerful. And it's ton, tons of unnecessary suffering. Um, and yet that is contrast to when I see a kid that has a really harsh, judgmental parent, I also know that they're getting their rockets of desire really clear early on. Um, when I see kids that are that don't have a feathered nest, where they're in some sort of situation that's challenged, I keep saying to myself, you know, they're really going to get clear on what it is that they want. Um, they're going to have this amazing vortex. And it's, you know, the feathered nest is not necessarily uh, the best. But it, it is challenging, too, because I know that there's a lot of focus on on managing bullying and managing contrast with kids. And, and, you know, I, I, I understand all that. And I think it's important to be aware of what's happening, but Esther Abraham has been talking a lot about this rumble strip, the rubble rumble strip, yeah. where, mm-hmm. you know, it's like when you're in your lane and you're staying in your lane, you're good. But when you start to veer off into someone else's lane or start to take on things that are not in your lane, you get the, you know, and negative emotion and some of the fear and stuff that we have around our kids is a rumble strip. It's, it's a sign that we have veered from our lane and what our best capacity is to be for these kids. And um, and so I know that everyone's on their journey, but let's call out to this wonderful community that we've created, these Abrahamsters, these people who are, are loving these, um, these principles. Tell us about your experience with parenting and Abraham and what it is that you're feeling that works. What are you challenged by? What seems to be, um, you know, the, the thing that, that resonates the most with you? And what is it that you have the most resistance around? I think it's a really fun conversation for us to have. And, um, and it brings up a lot of stuff for how we kind of parent our own selves, too. It comes back yeah. to how we treat ourselves. Absolutely. And I think there's not one of us that probably could... Um, couldn't benefit from a little more unconditional love. Like you can't have too much unconditional love or self-acceptance, right? You can't. And I think my favorite, favorite line in that workshop that we just listened to was have your children and set them free. And we can say that to ourselves. It's like birth your best self and then set it free. Let go of the judgment, let go of the scolding, let go of the controlling. It really, a lot of this parenting advice is a way for us to really come back and parent ourselves, especially if we didn't have the greatest model coming in. It is a, a real clear opportunity to love oneself unconditionally in the same way that we want to love our kids and, and the kids of 
of the world. So, well, we're at the end of our show. We appreciate you so much launching into these really bleeding, leading edge conversations. I mean, really, (laughs) I feel like it's so radical and so fabulous to be out here on this leading edge as Abraham and our wonderful spiritual entourage just kind of gently says, come this way, come this way. So any last That one was even more than gentle. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was intense. But you know, it's good. I want to come that way more and more and more. So thank you so much for this platform to share this with each other. It really is exciting. And uh, I think that our kids are calling us forward to know more about how to be in this aligned way. So, well, thank you all for joining us again. You've been listening to Everyday Attraction here with your feel-good sisters, Ray and Heather. And we'd love for you to check out our website at everydayattraction.com. And you can email us at everydayattraction at gmail.com. That's everydayattraction at gmail.com. And be sure to check out our products page and our blog on our website. We have some really amazing feel-good products from Nerium to doTERRA all ways that you can soothe yourself into feeling better right now. And as we say every week on the show, feel Feel good, good sister. Lots of love, everyone. See you next time. Thank you for joining us on Everyday Attraction with Feel Good Sisters, Ray and Heather. Join them every Friday, 10 a.m. Pacific, noon Central on Unity Online Radio for more ways to align with your source and start living the life you intended. Everyday Attraction is sponsored by Send Out Cards. Check out www.sendoutcards.com slash attraction. Bring more appreciation into the world. Send a card of appreciation and gratitude today. Sendoutcards.com slash attraction. Attraction.